This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible study. I'll be reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 in the World English Bible. For you yourselves know, brothers, our visit to you wasn't in vain, but having suffered before and been shamefully treated, as you know, at Philippi, we grew bold in our God to tell you the good news of God in much conflict. For our exhortation is not of error, nor of uncleanness, nor in deception. But even as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the good news, so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, who test our hearts. For neither were we at any time found using words of flattery, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness, nor seeking glory from men, neither from you nor from others, when we might have claimed authority as apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother cherishes her own children." And so the apostles faced persecution, establishing new works and for preaching the gospel. And their response was to simply grow bolder. They preached with pure motives. They preached to please God. This is why they didn't give up, because they weren't seeking men's approval. They weren't motivated by money and they weren't motivated by power. Though they had authority, they didn't abuse it. So we know spiritual leadership is granted some level of authority by God, but we have to be careful that we, like the apostles, are gentle and compassionate towards people. Verse 8, Even so, affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not the good news of God only, but also our own souls, because you had become very dear to us. For you remember, brothers, our labor and travail for working night and day that we might not burden any of you. We preach to you the good news of God. You are witnesses with God how holy, righteously, and blamelessly we behaved ourselves towards you who believe. As you know, we exhorted, comforted, and implored every one of you, as a father does his own children, to the end that you should walk worthily of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. So we're looking at these works that Paul established as the first missionary. And the question is, well, how could he establish a church in pagan lands with such opposition? And we know he loved the message and wouldn't compromise the message, but he made it palatable to the people, not by compromising the message, but by loving the people. We see here he didn't just preach, but he gave of himself, of his very own soul. A church has to be built, and so he says he worked night and day. He consistently preached the gospel, and more than that, he lived the gospel out. And so these ministers, this team that was with Paul, these early apostles and preachers and, and prophets and the various offices they covered, what they had in common is that they lived holy, they were righteous, they were blameless in their behavior. It says they exhorted, they comforted, they implored the new believers to walk worthy of God. And so notice the imagery here in verse 7, it says they cherish the new believers like a mother does her own children. So they're handling them with love. And then in verse 11, we move to how they're pushing them and imploring them, exhorting them to live righteously, to walk worthy, to live up to the high calling like a father giving instruction to his children. And so we have the love of a mother and the direction and the discipline of a father. They're doing all that they can to establish this church. Verse 13, For this cause we also thank God without ceasing, 
that when you received from us the word of the message of God, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also works in you who believe. For you, brothers, became imitators of the assemblies of God, which are in Judea in Christ Jesus. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen, even as they did from the Jews, who killed both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and drove us out, and don't please God, and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they may be saved, to fill up their sins always. But wrath has come on them to the uttermost. But we, brothers, being bereaved of you for a short season in presence, not in heart, tried even harder to see your face with great desire, because we wanted to come to you. Indeed, I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Isn't it even you before our Lord Jesus at his coming? For you are our glory and our joy. So we see that all of God's churches were facing opposition. And already Paul was saying that judgment was coming, uh, was on the way, and when their sins were filled up, the wrath was going to come on them uh, to the uttermost. And so God's judgment is being poured out on these people who are opposing the church. And some, maybe we won't see them be punished in this life, but ultimately, The Lord is just, and it matters whether you're working for the gospel or against the gospel. There are rewards for those that are promoting his kingdom, and there are punishments for those that are opposed to his kingdom. And so Paul acknowledged the difficulty, the difficult straits that they were in, and he said he had a a desire to see his brothers there in Thessalonica, Uh, but, but he had been hindered. And so they had a close bond. They had been through trials together, and now the church is still suffering. And so with care, though Paul can't be there in person, he's there in heart. He he, he wants them to know that he's still praying for them and cares for them, and, and the churches that he established still matter to him. And so he said they're his glory, his joy, and the crown of rejoicing when Jesus comes again. And that last part is is very powerful to me. Um, there's an old saying that the only things that last are are what you do for Christ. When it's all said and done, the things that seem to matter so much, we'll find that they really don't. Riches are deceitful. Everything else is going to be dissolved. What manner of person should we be? Well, we should be like these early churches, like these early apostles, people who believe the gospel, who spread the gospel, who love one another and rejoice in what God is doing for each of us. And that's going to be our reward is the impact that we can make for souls. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. I ask you that you would put a desire in our heart to see your kingdom come. I pray that you would use us for your glory. I ask, Lord, that everyone who names the name of Christ will learn to walk worthy and that we can make make an impact for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join me again tomorrow for another episode.